If you're a diehard fight fan and you've been looking for like-minded diehard fight fans, welcome to the family. This is Coster's Cage, giving fans insight and analysis and featuring guest appearances from the UFC's biggest stars, past and present, as well as the very latest UFC news. This is Coster's Cage, and here's your host, Dan Coster. UFC 259 recap right here, right now in episode number three. We're going to go over the three title fights, obviously, starting first with Amanda Nunez, then Adesanya's fight, then Aljo and Piotr Jan, and yes, we will obviously discuss the illegal knee. So Amanda Nunez, I mean, what does it really say anymore? Just sheer dominance, two divisions. I mean, what can you say? It's just a not, it's not even a fight when she steps into the octagon. It, it's crazy. It's just a matter of when and how. And that when and how was in the first round. She had Megan Anderson in an armbar and a triangle. I mean, oh my goodness. Obviously the woman's goat. Now is she the goat of all of MMA? That is a different question for a different time. Now the Izzy and Blahovich fight, man. <laughs> it got to this point in the night. With everything that happened in the Aljamain fight, I'm like, oh my god, this is still left. We still have Adesanya fighting. It was like the craziest thing. Izzy came out super calm. Super, super calm and relaxed. He was almost so calm and relaxed that it looked like he was about to fall asleep. I mean, it was that it, he was that calm. So first two rounds, Jan Blahovic is biting on every feint. I mean, Izzy f- flinches his hips. Jan's biting, backing up like three feet. Izzy's raising his hand. Jan's backing up. At the end of the first round, I was stunned. Like, I don't know what fight I was watching, I guess. I was stunned to see Jan Blahovich outlanded Izzy 10 to 16, I think it was, in strikes. I, I couldn't believe that. Then in the second round, the strikes are close again. I thought Izzy won that round. I, I don't know where Jan Blahovich was getting these strikes in. I, I couldn't believe it. I don't know what I was watching. I... I I don't know if anybody else felt like that. I couldn't I couldn't believe Jan Blahovich was almost ahead in significant strikes from distance. And it turns out Blahovich outlanded Adesanya 107 to 78 in significant strikes. That included an 85 to 77 edge in distance strikes. I can't believe that. I mean, I really couldn't believe that number. Obviously, he won the fight, but that's what the numbers were saying too through the First half of that fight, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that when it, when it popped up on the screen. Blahovich threw more volume. He landed more. First two rounds of this fight, I'm like, when when is Jan Blahovich going to make this thing dirty? When is he going to go for the takedown? And he wasn't. I know Jan's a smart veteran man, but he doesn't attempt to takedown. He doesn't try to get this thing dirty. To say Jan Blahovich won those first two rounds easy, I think is crazy to say the least. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting there watching. Jan Blahovic doesn't attempt to take down yet. I'm thinking he's losing the first two rounds just because he got outstruck. He doesn't try and dirty it up. And turns out he was winning those rounds. But a very questionable game plan to start, I thought, from Jan Blahovic. Just staying on the outside and striking. And he was biting on every feint, man. Every feint this guy was biting on. Like I said, Jan Blahovic came in with what I thought was a bad game plan to start the fight. Then, Jan had a big takedown in the fourth round. Controlled Izzy on the mat. 
for three plus minutes and the weight played a factor here on the ground obviously I mean Izzy could not get up he couldn't move great top pressure from Jan we'll get to the scorecards and the judging and all that in just a second I had it 2-2 going into the fifth I think everybody had it 2-2 going into the fifth it's even for the first half of the fifth round and I don't know why Adesanya's like rolling his shoulders kind of just walking in so lazy so lazy, I thought. And Jan Blahovich times the takedown, gets the takedown, and that's how he retains his belt. Sits on Adesanya, controls him on the mat for two to three minutes. Super smart of Jan Blahovich. To implement the wrestling in the championship rounds was huge. That's what won him the fight. But yeah, that takedown attempt in the fifth round, I mean, we all knew. Once, once Izzy got on his back there, that was it. Yeah, I don't know if this is just my personal opinion of Adesanya at this moment of the fight, but he came in super nonchalant, I thought, flat-footed, like dipping his shoulders in and out. It was just weird, and Jan, credit to Jan, I mean, he timed the takedown perfectly, but I thought that was bad on Adesanya. I really did. I thought that was really bad on Adesanya. Now to the judges and the scorecards. I mean, 49-46, 49-45, and 49-45? I mean, come on. That is insane. That is insane. There's not one, like I said just a few seconds ago, there's not one person in the world that thought Jan Blahovich was up 4-1 going into that that fifth round. I mean, that is just insane how two judges added 4-1 Jan going into the fifth. That is unbelievable. Dana White in the post-fight press conference, bashing, just bashing the scoring. He mentioned how the judges were just handing out 10-8 rounds like they were, you know, free or something like that. I forget exactly what he said, but 10-8 rounds, I mean, no chance. No chance any of those were 10-8 rounds. I mean, Jan Blahovic just sat on him for three minutes. He didn't land any elbows, any vicious ground and pound until there was like three seconds left in the fight. For it to be 4-1 going into the fifth, Oof, I don't know, man. That's a real problem, the judging is a problem. The scoring is a problem. We continue to talk about it. Nothing ever gets solved or fixed. I don't know the solution. All I know is that, like Dana White said, I agree with him 100%. You can't be giving out 10-8 rounds just for when the guy wins a round. I mean, either way, Adesanya lost this fight. There's no doubt. Adesanya lost the fight. The scoring is head-scratching. That's the nicest way I could put it. It's head-scratching. And... I mean, for Jan Blachowicz, what this guy's career is something else. Starts 2-4 and four in the UFC, rattles off a ton of wins, beats Dom Reyes. And you say, oh, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people said that, yes, that, that has a little asterisk on it because John Jones left, right? But he beats, he beats Dom Reyes for the belt. That's a fact. I know Adesanya comes up. It's like, uh, well, is he really going to, you know, Adesanya, oh, I don't know. He's going to have a huge strength advantage. I thought everybody thought Adesanya was going to win this fight. So you got to credit Jan Blahovich. But I would, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about Jan Blahovich that just seems illegitimate. And it's tough for me to say because that's not the case. You know, this guy, this guy's been amazing. He's He's really been amazing. The problem is, Nobody's getting super pumped up for when Jan Blahovich is fighting. That's the issue. 
Jan Blahovich could be fighting Glover Teixeira, which looks like it's going to be happening. Everybody wants to see Glover Teixeira get that title shot at the age of 40. But, I mean, are we really rolling out of bed? Pumped as hell to watch that fight? I'm not. Jan Blahovich could retire today. I won't be sad. You know, the guy. The guy's had an underdog career, for sure. And he's a good champion. He's classy. He's a hard guy not to root for and like. But, like I said, nobody's getting up out of bed screaming, ready to watch this guy fight, you know? So, I think that's the one problem with Jan Blahovich. Now, as for Adesanya... This, this hurts him in the fact that he's not going to get a ton of fights now. Kind of caps what fights he could get. Obviously, he's not staying at light heavyweight, so that puts a cap on the fights he could get there. He's going back down to 185. We'll see him do his thing. This guy's still amazing, guys. You know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of him going up and losing. The weight and size obviously played a factor on the ground. I didn't think Jan Blahovich was going to have three takedowns, I believe. You know, I didn't think Jan Blahovich was going to have that much control time on the mat like that. Um, I didn't think he was going to get it there. I thought it was going to be more up against the fence. But, you know, credit to Jan Blahovich, man. I mean, yes, Izzy probably should have won this fight. That's what the Had said. That's what everybody thought. But you got to give credit to Jan Blahovich, And it looks like he's getting Glover to share next. Alrighty. Now we are at the People's Main Event. Fight of the night, question mark? I mean, the most... Talks about fight of the night for sure. Was the fight itself that good? I don't know. But definitely the most drama filled. So let's start off with how the fight was going. Aljo came out super aggressive. Super active. Super high paced. Was all up in Jan's face. He was having a good round. He was out striking him. And then he gets dropped. Does that knockdown outweigh Aljo's volume? I'm not a judge. I don't know. But that probably gives Piotr Jan the round, right? Although, would it shock you if a judge had that round for Aljo? In my opinion, no. That would not shock me. Nothing shocks me at this point in my life. But, with that being said, but you know, I, I don't think it's crazy to say that Aljamain Sterling won round one. I mean, I don't think I would have that for him. But, to act so surprised that an MMA judge would, or a judge would, is, I mean, come on. Come on, guys. We know this. We know this. We know, we know the judges, man. So that, so that gives Jan, the knockdown gives Jan round one. Then, round two, I thought Aljo won. I mean, he outlanded him. I know the wrestling, the takedowns and all that. He outlanded him. He's throwing more volume at this point, just, and he's more on Jan's face. He's, Jan's backing up. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see anything. Jan, Jan didn't do anything to win the round, in my opinion. He was just kind of sitting there, laid back. Aljo, whether he was hitting him or not, he still outlanded him, and... He had the pressure on, on Piotr. I don't think it's crazy to say, like, if a judge had Aljo up to 29-28, which was the case, that judge gave Aljo round one and round two because he lost round three, was probably losing round four, and then he gets hit with the knee. Now, before we get to the knee, Aljo started to fade. He didn't look great. The takedowns weren't there. He, he didn't look, you know, the spin, he was spinning too much, I thought. That led Jan to take him down seven times. Piotr Jan, seven takedowns, seven for seven. And he stuffed. Piotr Jan stuffed 16 of 17 takedowns. Now, a lot of those takedown attempts were not the best, in my opinion. Um, so I think that number it looks a little more insane than it does. But either way, Piotr Jan had great takedown defense. Don't get me wrong. Before the knee, guys. Before the knee. 
Aljamain Sterling outlanded Piotr Jan in significant strikes, 97 to 86. That is just a fact. That is just a fact. That is just a fact. All right, let's get to the name. Now, illegal as it gets, no question about it. Mark Smith warned Piotr Jan, grounded opponent. Everybody heard it, besides Piotr Jan, I guess. Everybody heard it. Jan said he was looking at his hands. It's like, dude, you you were looking at his hands. His hands were like up. You were like controlling his hands. Piotr Jan, if you think you're winning this fight, everybody senses the tides are turning. If not, they have already turned. Everybody thinks you're winning this fight. Why do you throw a knee? Why do you even attempt that knee? So stupid. I don't care what anybody says. That is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. Why would you even throw the knee? Why would you do that? Why? I'm dying to know. Oh, because his corner said he wasn't grounded. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because his corner said... If I tell you to jump out a window, are you going to jump out a window? I mean, guys, that is the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard. I don't care what his corner said in Russian, English. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. That is the most ridiculous thing. The fighter is 100% responsible for his weapons in the octagon. Piotr coming into this fight is a champion. He should know the rules of the octagon. I know the rules change from commission from time to time, right? But come on. Come on, man. I mean, that knee was as flush and as hard as it gets. I mean, how dumb does Piotr Jan have to be? How, how dumb? How dumb? The corner? If the corner said so, I mean, I see mixed things on Twitter, on Instagram, in the post. I can't decipher what Piotr Jan said. His corner didn't tell him. His corner said something. I don't. I don't know whether it was the corner's fault, Jan's fault. Who? It's Jan's fault. Okay. People are blaming the corner more than Piotr Jan. Grow up. I mean, serious. Like, come on. It's the corner. If the corner told him to do it, yeah, it's the corner's fault too. It's also Piotr Jan's fault. Both their faults. Piotr Jan in this situation is literally getting the least amount of blame from out of everybody. It's unbelievable. His corner is getting more blame. Aljamain is getting more blame. He gets kneed in the head. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, you know, the thing, it's not like Aljamain was even close to getting back up or, or it was close. He was, like, starting to get back up. He was grounded, man. He was there for seconds. He wasn't moving. And just flush, clean as day, intentional knee. You know, it's really a disgrace for the people hating on Aljo. Oh, he's faking it. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, it shouldn't have been a disqualification. Why? That is as DQ as it gets. And yes, Jan was winning that fight. He probably would have won the fight. But guys, this is MMA. I mean, if you don't know by now, that crazy stuff happens in the UFC. Tables turn. Tides change. I mean, come on. Come on. This is an MMA fight. Two of the best guys in the world. For a championship, crazy things happen. I don't want to hear that excuse. Oh, well, Jan was winning, so he uh, could have most likely knocked him out in the fifth. We don't know that. I mean, to say that, come on, guy. Like, we don't know that. 
for the people that said Aljo is faking, I mean, you just got to be kidding me. I'm not going to waste too much energy on them or this topic. Because you're just clueless. You're just clueless. You're so far out of the loop. It's insane. How is Aljo faking? How is he faking? Please, please tell me how he's faking. I'm dying to know. And guess what? If you think he's faking, let me know. I know some guys that would be more than happy to knee you in the head. So, you know, look in the before before you sit there and type, Oh, Aljo's faking and crying. Oh, how does he not get back up and fight? Well, can you please do me a favor? Look down. Look at your chest. Wipe off the Cheeto crumbs, okay? Look in the mirror. And then sit back down. And then think about some things. Because to say Aljamain was faking or crying, Oh, he deserves an Oscar. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, if you think he was acting, I, I really don't even know what to say to you because that was a hard, clean shot. I mean, his neck his neck moves on the Im- on impact. His neck moves on impact of that shot. He, I mean, that was a freaking knee, man. So all this is going on, right? They're trying to see if Aljamain is still able to fight, which I mean was like insane, just insane to even consider. They stand him up, right? Bruce Buffer's getting ready to read, and Piotr Jan has his hand raised. I mean, are you kidding me? Is this guy for real? What is he thinking? What is he thinking? His hand, it's not like his hand was raised for like a second. His, his hand was raised for like five to eight seconds, just up in the air like he, like he just defended his, his title. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't know if it was uh, DC or Rogan. They're like, dude, put your hand down. Are you joking? I, that made, that infuriated me, I'm not going to lie. That really infuriated I don't know what he's thinking. Did he think his he won? Like, uh, what is his hand doing up in the air? It makes no sense. I'm going to say it again to reiterate. Guys, That I mean, to, that knee was intentional. There's no doubt that... How is that unintentional? Like, if there's people out there that think that's unintentional, stop watching UFC, please. Stop watching MMA. And even if you thought, right, oh, it should have been a no contest, does it really matter? Does it really matter? I mean, yes, it affects the records. The rematch is happening. So uh, does it really matter? Hopefully the rematch will have less controversy and the true champ will be crowned. But for the people saying, oh, it should have been a no contest, yada, yada, yada. Well, let's say it was a no contest. If you rule, if you throw it, flip it back on the, onto the other side... The people on the side that think it should be a DQ would be arguing that it should have been a DQ and Aljo should have the belt. So it's just a matter of opinion. But guys, that's as clear as a DQ as it gets. <laughs> I mean, that's as illegal as it gets. That's as DQ as it gets. Now, I think the problem with this is should Aljamain Sterling have the belt? Should he have the belt because of a DQ? Now, I think that's the that's the main problem people are having. And in my opinion, yes. Why should Jan get to keep the belt? Why should Jan get to keep the belt? An illegal knee, he gets to keep the belt? To me, that doesn't make sense. But either way, guys, let's be real. If Piotr Jan keeps the belt, yes, he was winning the fight. It's going to have an asterisk, no matter what. That fight's going to have an asterisk. Even if it was a no contest, whatever. whatever. If he keeps the belt, it's going to have an asterisk. Aljamain, he has the belt right now. It's obviously an asterisk. There's an asterisk on that belt. We all know it. It's not a secret. 
It's not like Aljo was happy when Dana put the belt around him. He was confused. He was upset. He was crying. He didn't even know what to do. He didn't want to. He didn't want to win like this. So for people to say he was faking, I mean, just grow up already. How is he faking? Because he's crying. I mean, you got guys on prelims on a on a October night on Wednesday crying because they won uh their match because they made it to the UFC. God forbid Aljamain Sterling sheds a tear or two because he worked his ass off to get to this point. He waited. Okay, this fight was supposed to happen in December. He waited another three three months for this fight. Made the camp longer. Made the sacrifice longer. Piotr pulled out in December. They obviously don't like each other. Then that illegal knee happens. I mean, obviously, both guys worked their whole life for this, and nobody wants to win like that. Kind of it sucks all around. It sucks all around, but guys, let me know what you guys think in the comments on my Instagram. My latest post, let me know. First ever champ to be crowned via DQ. Now, going forward, I mean, the odds were basically even, right, for this fight. Aljo, slight underdog. Going forward, you have to think Piotr Jan's going to be like a minus 200 favorite. So I think that's pretty interesting. I mean, both guys get to adjust, though. Now, obviously, the rematch is going to be more intense. It's going to be juicier. So that's great. And, you know, I feel bad for Aljo. But at least he gets another real crack at it, you know. My final words on this. I don't care who told Piotr Jan to do it. He was responsible for his actions. Clear, clearly, as illegal as it gets, flush, fast, hard knee to the head. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's really, obviously, it's a debate. But in my opinion, it's really not a debate. Like, come on. Like, really? I don't care who's responsible. Piotr Jan freaking need him in the head. That's simple. Now, the one guy you got to feel for is Corey Sanhagen. I mean, this is the worst possible outcome for him. Will it, does he get TJ Dillashaw now? Um, who knows, man? That sucks. That really sucks for Corey Sanhagen. But, yeah, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have to fight TJ Dillashaw, in my opinion. He should get the winner of this fight. That's simple. He's done his work. You shouldn't have to fight TJ Dillashaw. No way. Not in my opinion. So there you have it. I mean, my head is still spinning from last night and what happened. With that being said, I am out of here, everybody. Enjoy your day. Have a blessed day. I am out of here. Doses. You've been listening to Coster's Cage with Dan Coster, bringing diehard fight fans together. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Coster's Cage. Welcome to the family, and we'll see you soon.